Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by a man who thinks that Megatron's arm cannon sounds kind of like a sexual device. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Justin. Thank you. Thank you very much. We are 151. You can uh, listen to us on Podbean and iTunes. We're also on YouTube. We hope that you subscribe to all of those channels. And we, we hope that you like and follow and share us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The For Show. Sure. Yes. Yes. It makes it easy. I always try. was wondering when I started those, like, should I just do 151, but it's like, eh, nobody really knows what that's going to mean. Yeah. So 151 The Show. Yeah. That's what, that's what it turns into. Yep. So uh, today on the show, we are actually, we're, uh, when we're recording this, we're about midway through summer. <laughs> um uh, 2017. 2017. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is what I keep you around for yep. is to keep that kind of stuff going. Uh, we're, we're, we're mid-July. We're, um, kind of hit a lull uh, in anything new coming out. I mean, besides Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, which uh, when you're listening to this, this will be that'll be a couple weeks ago at yeah, least. At least. Um, hopefully Justin has seen it by then. Hopefully, because I'm still the, the loser who hasn't seen it as of yeah. record date. Uh, by the way, just real quick, uh, I think I mentioned it when we actually were talking, doing the Marvel show a few weeks back. The post-credit scene for Captain or uh, for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming is the best one that there's ever been. Uh, you, we, we didn't talk about it on air. You, you told me about it afterwards. But. Uh, it's 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 Captain America making fun of the fact that you sat in the theater through the credits to watch nothing. Yeah, and. It's such a laugh out of it. Glorious. Uh, by the way, there was something that happened in Spider-Man Homecoming, and I can't remember what part of the movie it was, but there was a lady that started laughing, and I leaned over to my wife and I go, she really thinks that part is funny. And she just went on and kept laughing and laughing. Was I mean, it she- the same lady that was sitting next to us during Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 that was screaming with laughter? Uh, maybe. It possibly could have been. Because, yeah, now that you say that, it kind of reminds me of that. There you go. So, uh, today on the show, we are actually going to go down the realm of uh, what's coming out this fall, what we're kind of excited about. Uh, Justin's got a whole list that he wrote down uh, a little bit ago, and uh, we're just going to kind of talk about it, some of the stuff that we've seen trailers for that... Uh, some stuff we've got look forward to upcoming. Yeah, 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 it, because like like he said, it's, uh, I mean, summer's coming to an end here. Yeah. I mean, 2017 is almost, like, we're half done with it at this mm-hmm. point. Four and months. Four four months from now, we're talking about past Halloween. We're talking about into you know looking forward Thanksgiving plans. So, all right, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with movies or TV, or do you want to bounce back oh, and just, forth? Just how, how kinda, you... I, do, I just kind of did a hodgepodge by season. Okay. Uh, of what we have, you know, here over the summer. Um, uh, obviously, again, by the time you know this actually hits, uh, we'll be even further into summer. Yeah. Uh, and some of this may be even older yet, but. Uh, just a few things kind of clean up on stuff that I always want to talk about. We necessarily didn't work yeah, into yeah, a yeah. show somewhere. Um, so this summer we saw Wonder Woman. Killed it at the, the box office. Um, I think it's really funny that Wonder Woman came out. And it actually got really good reviews. People mm-hmm. seemed to like it. Uh, you saw an incredible amount of memes uh, mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman saving Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. which were amazingly funny. And well, then and then Marvel puts out Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. And it just crushes it. Well, Wonder Woman did exactly what 
I mean, I assumed that all of these should have done. Uh, Wonder Woman, they're talking about, oh, we've set a new mark for DC and the rest of it. No. This is where everything should have been. Yeah. Oops. Because it's freaking Batman, Superman, yeah. and Wonder Woman. It's it's the DC Holy Trinity. All of these should have been at this level. This is where your game should have been all the way along. I, and I really think that DC could have been at that level for a long time if they hadn't have tried to chase Marvel so much. Mm-hmm. And I know we've, we've talked about this, and I don't want to get sidetracked yeah. on it completely this time, but I always go back to if DC would have made, you know, taken some of their best-known comics. Like, you know, if you did uh, uh, a three-part movie with Batman, the Nightfall series, mm-hmm. something like that, where you mm-hmm. really focus on that comic book. You don't worry about setting up Justice League. You don't worry about setting up mm-hmm. uh, the Batman, Superman, or, mm-hmm. or any of these other things. And you make a really good three-movie mo- three trilogy mm-hmm. of of Nightfall. And I'm just taking that one as an example. Yeah. People would love to see that. And something like that would break into three movies pretty well. Yep. You know, where you have Batman, you know, fighting all these people, you end it with Bane breaking his back. Mm-hmm. And then you have the second movie be, you know, uh Azrael, I mm-hmm. want to say, uh slowly taking over the mantle of Batman and getting, you know, more out of control, more out of control, mm-hmm. more out of control. And then the third movie's the wrap up with uh, you know, maybe the beginning beginning of it's the fight with Bane and Azrael where he, mm-hmm. you know, takes him out. And then you have it, you know, Bruce Wayne coming back as Batman. Mm-hmm. People would go see that. Yeah. And you don't need Wonder Woman in it. You don't need Superman. No, you, don't, you, you, could, you, could, you could easily do those standalone movies. Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I, I absolutely agree. Powerless. That's a it's a it's a TV show that came out this spring. Uh, I kept thinking we'd get to it. I really wanted that to be very successful, uh, and it was not. What was the dude from uh, Firefly that's in there? Alan Tudyk. I really wanted to like it because of him. Yep, and, that show and, and the guy who played uh, 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 a bed in Community. Yeah, uh, Danny Pudi. Uh, was also in it. I really, really, really wanted to like it uh, for no other than those two guys being in it. And I forget what the girl's name was. Vanessa Hudgens. I wanted to like it just because she's hot. She's pretty. But that show was so god-awful. It was it was far too sitcom-y uh, I, for even it being a sitcom. I feel like uh, everybody that ever talked about the DC movies being too dark... And they had like a knob. Yes. Like DC had the knob of darkness. And for the movies, it's all the way over. Yep. And then they just cranked it as far to the other side as they could yep. for this show. And it was horrible. I will say that in a classy move, uh, DC and NBC, uh, after the death of Adam West, which I don't think we've addressed on camera. Uh, no. We, we lost Adam West uh, a while back now, uh, which turbans to speed god godspeed uh mr west um uh they released the episode of powerless that he had been in oh really uh and and guest star as as i believe the ceo of uh or cfo or coo or something of of wayne enterprises uh it was it was very good and he was he was very adam westy in it uh, nice no we watched uh steph and i my wife we watched about two episodes of it and i'm like this is bad. I I continued to watch it. I mean, even in the bad episodes, they had some some small gems of, yeah. of comedy from time to time. But yes, overall, it was a it was a disappointing series. Uh, the only highlights were probably Alan Tudyk and I didn't even uh, think he was good in it. 
I really, I, I, like I said, I wanted to like the show because I like him, mm-hmm. and I didn't think he was good in it. I think he was way too over the top. I think he was way too, like, if trying to play like this weird, yeah, weird comical character that wasn't really funny. It it was it was to a certain extent. He was a he was a one note joke. Uh, yeah, and they just kept hammering it. Yeah, and it just it it never went anywhere. And it's like, okay, this is dumb. I'm moving on with my life. I'm not wasting my time on this garbage. <laughs> so, what else you got on your list? I was I was like I said, I had high hopes for it. I was I was sad to see it fail. Yeah, so. and it didn't just fail. They didn't. They've got like three episodes besides the Adam West one that they didn't even they didn't even air. Yeah, they just pulled it. Yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's not really a uh, summer. I mean, it came out, uh, I think, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, whenever the the Switch did, I think it was a, a launch title available. But I've been playing it a lot this summer. Yeah. Uh, that is just a fantastic Zelda game. Uh, I yeah, because you you talked about this in one of the shows a couple shows ago, and I can't remember which one it was, but uh, you not not like real in depth, but you definitely sounded like you were I have, really enjoying. This I game. have enjoyed this game. More you hadn't than, beat it yet, as I recall, and I still haven't. Um, I'm I'm actually now at the point where that's that's all I have to go do is is go uh, beat Ganon, and I'm doing side quests. Um, I'm doing, uh, you know, some of the run around and, and get better armor and, and, uh, just, just sort of building up. Cause I haven't looked online. I'm not sure what happens at the end game, whether mm-hmm. it's one where it actually finishes the game or whether you can go in ahead and, and, yeah, and yeah. keep going, keep doing the side uh, quests. And yes. Stuff. So I assume that you can keep doing the side quests with no issue, but, um, I just, I'm just building it up, I guess, to make that fight a little easier the uh i had read about it the only complaint was the stealth mode isn't that good and there's some mission or something where you have to sneak around and it's like impossible or something i it's been a while since i read the article but it it depends on how you're set up because i've got the the stealth armor uh and the stats on it to where there are like certain insects and whatnot for potions Uh uh that you know are generally very skittish uh, and I can I can go at a f- my my stealth is so high when I'm wearing this stuff that I can run like at a full run and still am stealthy enough to like pick stuff up on okay. the run as I go. So All right. that may have just been maybe I don't know. I just I remember yeah. reading that that it was kind of that they just said it was kind of clunky and I don't know. Nah, not that I've noticed so far. <laughs> you crossing off as we go. I am crossing off okay. as we go. I'm I'm trying to be. Uh, Trying to be organized for a change. That's that's a nice change of pace you got right, there. Right. So so Breath of the Wind. Good. Good. Go Good. buy it. Go if buy you can. it. Go buy yeah. it. Uh, um, if you if if you've got a Wii U, it's it's still available for the Wii U. Um, there's really very graphical difference from from what I understand. Um, it's uh, uh, it's just a fun fun game. Speaking of uh, Nintendo. Uh, and this isn't something we covered. I, I know I put it up on the Facebook page, but they're going to re- to release the uh, Super Nintendo mm-hmm. platform with the you know thirty or so games yep. in it, and Star Fox Two is going to be a part yep. of that. And I'll be damned if they're not going to put Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past on there. 
that'll which, be that'll be very much a uh, when they open it up for pre-orders. You're gonna have a couple hours to to get it pre-ordered, or oh, you're yeah. not gonna get one. Oh, I have no doubt that if I order this or whatever, that it's gonna be a while before I get to play it. Mm. But this is one thing I'm buying. Yeah, I think and I am. Too. Whether whether the wife wants me to or not, it's happening. <laughs> I think I am too. You know. Yep. I mean, this is one where it's like, no, this is happening. We're we're buying this because there's so many games on that platform that I love. Mm-hmm. And just to get a chance to play Star Fox 2 is going to be awesome. Well, like we covered in the video game show, I never had a Super Nintendo. So no. this is going to be my first opportunity to actually play some of these games for the first time. Yeah. So I can't. Did you ever play Link to the Past? Nope. It's really good. It really is. But I don't want to get too sidetracked. Yeah. So I don't want this to be the Zelda show. Well, it easily could be. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, how come... I mean, as... How come we've never gotten a movie of Zelda or a TV series? Like, I, yeah, I know that... Had the, had the cartoon. Well, yeah, but the tar- cartoon in the, was In the awful. Nintendo Power Hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? No, I remember yeah. it. But, but think about this for a second. If you're going to, uh, especially when Game of Thrones started doing well, and then you saw uh, some of these production companies and stuff, they started eating up, like, you know, uh, King Killer Chronicle. Yep. They did that. Uh, Shannara with uh, MTV. Yep. Uh, because Nintendo has never licensed any of these. Uh, the the last time they did was uh, the Mario Brothers movie, and we saw how that turned out. But don't you think now, I mean, could be a time... I, I actually think Legend of Zelda would work better as a TV series than a movie. I, I mean, that's a debate for another time. But, I mean, I'm just really surprised that we still haven't seen that I think that they're one. just very, very protective of, of their intellectual property, yeah. especially after the, the Super Mario Brothers thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree, but I just I'm surprised that we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. I mean honestly, uh if they just wrote it like a game script and uh, you know, uh just animated all the cutscenes in a way that, you know, logically made no. it work, I mean you'd have a pretty decent, you know, yeah. like direct release, you know, VOD movie. Yeah, something. I don't I don't know what exactly it yeah. would be in that the hell, that could be almost be a show at some point. How would you make Legend of Zelda into mm-hmm. uh put it on a screen, yep. you know, either TV or, or movie. And maybe we can do that sometime down the road. But, yeah. um, what else is on, what else is coming up this fall? Uh, well, I was still, still had a couple things here in summer. Uh, American, oh, okay. American gods, uh, premiered. What channel um, is that on? Stars. Stars. Okay. That's it, why it was going to, it was going to be HBO. HBO said, we can't do this right. Um, we're going to pass on it. Uh, because it was, it was in the lineup, you know, right after Westworld. Yeah. Uh, they were going to work on American gods. Which Westworld isn't doesn't have another season for like another year. Another year, and because they they did they rushed out the first one, uh, and then they said, okay, we have nothing for season two. We have to yeah. you know start it from the from scratch, uh, because they had like all twelve scripts written and whatnot when HBO greenlighted it, and they said, hey, we want this out as quick as possible. Yeah. Then they had to produce season one, and now they have to go back and start with season two pretty much yeah. from scratch. So. Um, American Gods. Uh, if you haven't seen that, that's a um, uh, a Neil Gaiman book um, that they're splitting and stretching. It's it was a little hit and miss for me the first season, uh-huh. uh, but so was the book. So okay. that's not too terribly yeah, surprising. I've, as much as I've seen about it, the only thing I've seen is pretty much trailer here and there. Yeah, and and really, I couldn't tell you anything about the trailer right now because it's been a while. Yep. So, and we don't have stars, so. Yeah, it's got Ian McShane in it, which okay. he's always entertaining to watch. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 
Um, last thing on the this summer slash uh, is still circulating this summer, John Wick Two. There, it just doesn't get much better uh, as that a came movie out, series than than John Wick and John Wick Two. That came out in like February, right? Yeah, I think so. February, and then what the the summer news about it was that they want to turn part of that in, yep. they want to use that world that universe yep. and make a tv series called the continental yep and for those of you who don't know the continental um is a basically holy ground um hotel in in that universe where if you are in the business um you can you know stay there's no business conducted on the grounds of the continental it's yeah it's the sacrosanct rule so which that's I actually, you know what? At, at first, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is a great idea or not. You know, it, it seems like we're stretching it out a little bit. But then you, but after you see John Wick two, and you start to see a little bit more about the Continental, part of me is like, yeah, this might work. This it, this might be okay. I think it might be okay. I think as long as I, I think it works better as as an abbreviated like a thirteen episode, you yeah. know, not like a full twenty six run season or something like that. Uh, because yeah, I mean they established that there's a continental New York and there's probably a continental LA and yeah. a continental Rome. You know, you could you could set uh, you know small arcs in each one of these with almost even a revolving cast of characters. Yeah. Uh, kind of like True work. Detective. Kind of yeah. But you use the continental mm-hmm. as the the, as base the of framework. It. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of ways that you can go with this show. Yeah, I think you could even do hell the history of the continental, because I mean, look at the its place in the movie. I yeah. mean, how did it get to be such holy ground? You could Who? you could you could set one back in the forties or the fifties and and do a small arc, you know, historical arc there yeah. too. That'd be easy. Or you know, all the different hitmen and hitwomen yep. and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of excited about that. I'll watch it. I I'm definitely definitely. Do you remember what channel it's going to be on? Um, I don't think they've they've secured a release. They just for said it. we want to yeah, make this we show. We just want to make it. It'd be so. cool if it was on a Netflix or something. Something. Just so you got more of the violence mm-hmm. and the more of the. Cause yeah. I, if they water it down, they're gonna they're gonna make it. They're yeah. gonna kill it. So it'll be like powerless. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Just real quick though, with John Wick and John Wick Two, um, there those are such good movies that I no longer see. Uh, Ted, when I look at Keanu Reeves, he he is he is John Wick to me now. Really? Yeah, he's just he's he <sighs> that that to me is his defining role at this point. And if you ever get a chance to go on uh, YouTube or something like that and look at some of his training videos, oh, uh, he for is, John Wick too. Uh, that dude, he is amazing with a firearm. Yeah, he he is he is uh, really really done his his homework there. That uh, the speed course one he mm-hmm. does when he's how many guns does he have on uh, he because he used three or four yeah I was gonna say because it ends up with the pistol right mm-hmm. yeah so no, no it, it's it really good is. stuff it's good stuff and he he really did the work on this one yeah so all right what else okay moving on moving to this fall okay uh, the one I'm probably the most excited about and yet have the most trepidation about is the Orville. Yeah, which uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a Seth MacFarlane show. Uh, I'll pause briefly while you go to look at the trailer and then come back. Okay, now that you've seen that, <laughs> uh, uh, basically, you know, it is it is 
Star Trek told from a comedic view. And in fact, honestly, uh, of the two the two sci-fi shows set on a, a spaceship uh, this fall, it looks more like it looks more Star Trek than Star Trek does. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, just with sort of a funny, you know, bent to it, and I'm uh, surprised that they haven't done a show like this beforehand. Well, they've done Galaxy Quest. And, yeah, but that was a movie, and and I think this is going to be a little more, you know, slapstick over your face, you know, more mm-hmm. Seth Farlane esque than than far by far and away what Galaxy Quest was. Galaxy Quest was funny. Yeah. But, I mean, it was also sort of legitimate. I mean, it was also sort of, you know... Uh, I mean, this isn't this isn't like... I still wanted to put it on my best list of Star Trek movies when we did that show. No. Uh, because it's so good. This is going to be, I think, more... I hate to say Family Guy-esque. Yeah. And that that's I, why I have some trepidation about yeah, it. Yeah, this show could... I think this show will have good parts to it. Mm-hmm. And if they... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Um, no, this show, I think it's going to be one of those things that if if it tries to stay funny, mm-hmm. I think it'll be okay. But when it starts getting into the moving past funny and mm-hmm. almost ridiculous yes. is when it's going to have problems. Like you take the, the trailer when he's talking to the one guy to the, uh, uh, the one alien. He says, oh, so your species only urinates once a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm up three times a night. <laughs> Yes, I, I think if it stays in that area, if they exploit those differences, like we talked a couple weeks ago with Brian about no bathrooms on on, on yeah. the Enterprise, you know, if you start if if you point out that stuff and lampoon that stuff a little bit, it'll be fine. And the other, what, if it's just random dick jokes because it's Seth yeah. MacFarlane, it's not going to work. But I think if you were going to get anybody to do this series, Seth MacFarlane is a good choice because he has a history with Star Trek. He does. He, he was in Enterprise. I mean, he's been a fan. He knows it's cold. Yeah. He, uh, you know, Enterprise. He has the tight relationship with Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. which it would be really, really funny for Patrick Stewart to guest on yeah. the Marvel. Which that may happen. I mean that that'd be really I, cool. I, I'll put it this way: if Patrick Stewart made a cameo or something on that show, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, or quite frankly, any of the cast. I mean, he's got he's had them all on Family Guy. He's yeah, got yeah, a pretty yeah. good relationship. So, um, but I'm I'm excited about it. But like you said, I'm kind of scared as to what's going to happen. The other reason that I have a little bit of trepidation is this, uh, and this was this was something I found during my research for. For the rest of this. So, since in the last 10 years, this is the list of shows that, that f- the science fiction shows that Fox has canceled in season one. Oh, no. Second Chance, Minority Report, Almost Human, which was a great show with Carl Urban in it, by the way. That was the Android one, right? Yep. Okay. Where we had to partner with the Android. Uh, Alcatraz, Terra Nova, Past Life. Season two in the same amount of time. Wayward Pines, Touch, Human Target, Dollhouse, and Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, and that's basically every sci-fi show that they've uh, that they've had on in the last ten years. Uh, if you're sci-fi and you're on Fox, you're pretty much screwed. Uh, if we go clear, unless back, you're X Files, unless you're X Files. Now, if we go clear back to 1989, uh, we're gonna put this under the list of short-lived sci-fi: Firefly, Lone Gunman, Freaky Links, which I've never heard of. Uh, Harsh Realm, The Visitor, Space Above and Beyond, which was a great show, uh, VR5, which was not a great show, 
uh, Mantis, Briscoe County Jr., which was a great show. I remember Briscoe County Jr. And was the first sci-fi western ahead of Firefly. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you ever want to see all 24 episodes sometime, I've, I've got them. Okay. Uh, and Alienation. Sci-fi does not have a good history on Fox. Which is weird. So I'm a little bit, you know, I the last thing that I want to do is really like this show and have it canceled. So, but okay. it's probably going to happen, let's face it. All right. Orville, check. Yep. What's next? Inhumans. It looks Which like, we kind of got into with Ryan a couple weeks ago it looks like when a, he was on the show. It looks like a craptacular, uh, just show. What? <laughs> The, that's pretty much it. But why does Marvel have such a hard time trying to do? It, is it because, and this is kind of my thought behind it, is it because they're trying to have it associated with the MCU, their TV I, stuff? Because I Agents, think it's I think it's the lack of association with the MCU that hurts them more than anything else. It's it's inconsequential. It, there's no stakes. It's not going to be involved. I mean, if. It, I've I quit watching Agents of Shield after season like two uh, like like halfway through season two. Yeah, their two. seasons work out weird. It's yeah. hard to tell where they begin and where they end. I I quit after after I realized that uh, during the whole run up of Winter Soldier, how this was all supposed to be intertwined and yeah. make a difference and gone back and forth, that it didn't matter. That that was all a lie. Yeah. I quit. And it's made no difference whatsoever. We still watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but in all reality, they have a good to great episode about every five episodes. Mm-hmm. Where the, they, they really have. There, there is one episode where uh, one of the, 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 the girl scientists, and I can't think of her name, I think it's Gemma. Gemma, that's mm-hmm. it, on the show. She gets stranded on uh, a di- an, an alien world. Okay. And the show is all about her on this alien world. Okay. And it's pretty much just her and this other guy. And that's all the show's about. And it's one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. They did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. But then, then the four after that or so are just horrible. Yeah. They're just awful show, awful episodes. And it's, I always have this thought about about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I know we started out within humans, but we're, we're getting there, um, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. always has a great idea of what they want to do, like when they had Ghost Rider in it. Mm-hmm. And then they get into it, and they don't know exactly what they want to be. Because they have to fill 26 hours of TV yeah, to, to make that full season. So what should be a, hey, let's do this in three episodes, move it along, the timing will be good, let's tell the story, but we need to stretch it for six. Yeah. <sighs> It's just I don't know. That's man. how I, just, I felt when I quit watching. Yeah, and you know, do do you include the Netflix stuff in there? No, because that stuff I could. I, the last time we talked about anything Netflix related, I was on Luke Cage. I made it into three episodes of Luke Cage and I gave up on it. Really? Because I thought it was boring. And really? Yeah, I I would I would give you that that it's 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 probably the slowest paced of any of them. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time on Iron Fist. I'll give Defenders a chance when it comes out. And and that's that's upcoming on the list. That I think I think now that again we've told the backstories. Yeah, we can just get into it. Yeah, I think it'll be better. But and even I could even say that the other shows, the Jessica Jones and Daredevil one and two. Uh, seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. I could even make an argument that those are boring. 
mm-hmm. that they're too long, that they're just too, it's, I don't know, that I could quit that show and not feel bad about it. Yeah. You know? There is some of that, yeah. So, but uh, getting back to the Inhumans, when that trailer came out, I just I, thought, this looks dumb. There's no way in hell you're going to get me to, uh, to to pay to go see it in IMAX, but... I think I think Ryan was right. I think uh, I think because they don't have the X Men that they're trying to. They uh, need another group. Yes, that that they're trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah. So I would agree with that, but I mean, it just and what worries me about it, and tell me what you think here, but when you watch it, okay, it's really bad acting. Mm-hmm. It's over the top, kind of other stuff, which surprises me because they got the one dude from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Ramsey Bolton, mm-hmm. that character. Not he's not Ramsey. Yeah, Bolton. be interesting if he was. Yes, but you know they show all this stuff, but they don't show any of the special effects. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two in that dog. Yeah, that worries me. And the, with that, we haven't seen Medusa's hair yet, which means they haven't figured out how to make that look good yet. Or you know, like on some of the uh, uh, Agents of Shield stuff, some of the stuff looks fairly hokey, just mm-hmm. because it's a TV it's series. A TV series. So. It already looks. They don't have you know. They don't have six months uh, of post production per episode with huge budgets. So I'm I'm worried about this. I might watch the an episode of it, but I can't. If if I'm going basically off the trailer, and you know what, trailer have been proved me wrong before, like Star Trek Beyond. Yep. It could be a great show, but it is not looking like it. <laughs> it is, and it, and it just—I can't believe that Marvel can do something so right with their movies and their cinematic universe that they can't make the TV stuff work. Yep, and make it work well because they wanted to do they wanted to do because uh, I know they wanted to do Inhumans as a movie, yep. but then they got Spider Man. They're like, screw this, exactly. And then uh, they wanted to do that other TV show that was kind of in the vein of Powerless, mm-hmm. that was uh, going to be Damage Control. Yep. And it was going to be just them going around and cleaning stuff up, but I yep. think that's been shelved, and they kind of used that idea. I would say they, 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 they tooled that into Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we've got time for one more of these. Okay. Um, and I think I know which one you want to do. Uh, FXX. Oh, you want to do Deadpool? I do. F- I thought you were going to do Discovery, because we've never talked about well, it. Well, Okay, two more. How about that? Okay, uh, we'll, we'll get through Deadpool real quick. FXX is going to uh, uh, come out with an animated Deadpool series. Yeah. Uh, I think probably won't be this fall. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it'll actually be into 2018. Uh, But it is upcoming. Um, I think as long as it's like Archer-esque, I I think it'll be fine. I think with some of the stuff they've gotten away with on Archer, uh, that FXX is going to be a good, good place for it. Yeah. Um, I I just uh, it, it's going to be such a wild card. It's either going to be the best thing ever, or it's going to be complete and total crap. Yeah, because they've tried, and and I don't know if it's FXX, but there have been attempts to make some of these really good movies into, and and don't get me wrong, Deadpool has been an animated series before. He was in the Spider Man and mm-hmm. all that, and just okay. Yeah, he's just insane in those. He's not yeah. fun. Oh, I don't know. Uh, some of the Spider-Man stuff, uh, yeah. um, uh, with him giggling at booby traps and, yeah. and, uh, and but, make, making people unalive instead of saying murder. But, uh, uh, and I lost my point. 
It'll either be oh, good or it'll be bad. No, uh, uh, what I've what I was gonna say is they've taken some of these movies, turned them into like they did with Spaceballs, where they turned it into a cartoon, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't. It just it didn't have any of the magic of the movie. It didn't have any magic yep. of the character. It's just it wasn't good. Yep. So. So the last one, uh, and you you touched on it here, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Finally got the trailer. Finally got the trailer. Um, the actual trailer, not yeah. just hey, here's the ship going yeah. down to space dock. Uh, which I think it's funny in the the actual trailer that we saw barely anything of the USS Discovery. Well, there's there's a couple fan theories and theories out there about that why we didn't see it because it still looks like <laughs> that might be part of it. <laughs> I actually put a poll up on the Twitter account yeah. about uh, what was better looking, the Abrams Enterprise or Discovery. Because mm-hmm. I almost like Discovery better than Abrams Enterprise. Oh, no, I like Abrams Enterprise way better. But, uh, no, the there's a theory out there that that ship that they show in the in the trailer yeah. is like either severely battle damage and they have to essentially rebuild it mm-hmm. and it becomes discovery. Mm-hmm. They like rechristen it or something mm-hmm. or, or something along those yeah. lines with the Klingon stuff. But I'm worried about this show. I'm re- I, I, <laughs> I, think, I really am. I'm, I'm, I think, I think one they keep saying is set in the prime prime timeline, but it looks, you know, they, they've, they've made it look like the, the Abrams, you know, track, which, uh, to a, to a certain extent, okay, you you've updated what you can show on TV. I I get that. You have better special effects, better sets, all of that kind I, of stuff. I get that. Um, but I have a grave concern. I guess just coming out of yes, uh, they they abandon the rule that the one thing that Gene Roddenberry had always said is these people would not fight amongst themselves. Yeah. That we had moved beyond that. That this was a a optimistic future, yeah. not not a pessimistic future. Um, that you know you would not see Starfleet in fighting, uh, and the crews would. Which you saw a little of that, you know, that rule being skirted, you know, at Deep Space Nine, and and you know Voyager even to some extent. But but even when you go back to Enterprise, there was never a lot of internal strife, and and they have publicly announced that oh we're throwing this right out of the window. Yeah. To a certain extent, even though it's if you can't work within that rule. You may not have any any business writing Star Trek, you know, at least yeah. at least to a certain extent, well, because yeah. that still is the core basis of Star Trek. That yes, we have our ups and downs, but overall, we've yeah we've progressed as a species. We've we've gotten better. We've we've yeah. we've we're looking for the positive things. I mean, that was always the thing about Star Trek. It was a it wasn't a dystopian future. It wasn't a it was an optimistic. Future. Yeah, no, it totally was, and uh, I don't know, man. I just look at this, and I, there's nothing about it that really excites me. The Klingons look weird, uh, which I really thought. I, I mean, even in Abrams' world, and I guess this might be an offshoot of Klingons, like a subgroup of yeah. them or something. But uh, I mean, he at least made them look kind of badass mm-hmm. in a way you really want yeah. Klingons to be kind of be. I mean, it's no Galron stare, no. Which is just the best. And I really, I have no issue with where we were with, you know, Next Generation um, DS9 era Klingons. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that look. Yeah. I I don't think we needed to change. Well, what I was going to say is, um, I mean, I was expecting an updated Enterprise. 
yeah. for set and feel and stuff. Not so much the J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. solar, you know, yep. uh, lens flares and yep. and the way the way. I don't I don't care that the inside of the ship looks better than the 1960s set that we you know barely barely had any money for. Yeah, I, that part doesn't bother me. But I mean, it's just. I, I look at the stuff on that show and I just like uh, okay, but but show it show it more like like what you would expect to to put together you know fifty years from now you're still gonna have some switches mm-hmm. you're still gonna have screens yeah um you're probably not gonna have holograms at least make it look something similar to something you're saying ten years before Kirk and Spock we went from holograms in the air to data cartridges and 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 flip switches. Yeah. You know, uh, reconcile that just a little bit, or make it look more like the uh, the the bridge of one of the ships from you know Undiscovered Country. Yes, you know where that had a very mil- militaristic feel yes. to it, and, or, but or, it still had switches or, and or stuff. Or even what they did with Enterprise. Yeah, I had no issue. I mean, if you went halfway between there, I would have no issue with. Yeah, that. I just I I don't know what it is about that show, but the trailer came out and I just it was a Big like, uh, you better be good. <laughs> because I just feel like they've said, okay, we're making a new Star Trek show, but it's not really going to be Star Trek, and we're throwing this out, and and we're doing this, and um, we're going to you know fly in the face of tradition, and it's like, are you making a Star Trek show or not? No. Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I I don't know either. They're, I'm I'm still dubious. It's the first Star Trek show that I haven't been all, extremely excited about. All I know is I got on uh, Star Trek's Facebook and was watching the trailer, and then you know how they have the comment section. Mm-hmm. That thing got destroyed. People hated it. Mm-hmm. I think we've been pretty nice to it and explaining why. And so people were viciously mad <laughs> about this. Okay. Okay. I mean, you read some of the comments. You, if I'm Star Trek, I'm, okay, maybe we don't want to do this. But, yeah. but all in all, man, I just I want something. I'm not gonna lie. I want something like Enterprise or, you know, something that I'm used to. And if you want to put it, and I still think it's a dumb decision to put it before Kirk and feature Sarek in the show. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, what put it in put it in the future, you know, a little bit after, and then you can do whatever you want with the new uniforms that we've yep. never seen before. Uh, the style of ship where it's like, oh, the bridges on the bottom of the saucer section. Yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, do something we haven't seen before, where you don't have to worry about we have to make this look right, you yes. know, because Kirk is ten yes. years away. Just. The the only thing that I am somewhat heartened by and maybe just needs work, I don't know, but that Jonathan Frakes is directing uh, at least one episode. I, I saw that. So, I mean, if he signed on to do it, maybe it's going to be better than what we're giving it credit for. I hope so, Or maybe so, man. he's just trying to figure out how to be in every single episode or every single series of Star Trek. Let me ask you this. If they did a... Because he was in Next Generation, obviously. Yep. He played Thomas Riker in Deep Space Nine. Uh, he was in uh, one of the episodes of Voyager, yep, I think, with the Q, uh, with the Q, uh, and he did the last episode of Enterprise. So if he can figure out his way to get into Discovery, yeah, uh, he's he's hit them all now. Yeah, and uh, he's directed all kinds of episodes. Yeah, exactly, him and Levar, Levar Burton. Mm-hmm. 
has have done them. Michael Dorn did quite a few as well, but I don't think he ever did any like Voyager. I think his yeah. was mostly just uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. I just I want a Star Trek that I know. I'm tired of I'm tired of this whole. Hey, let's do it like J.J. Abrams and completely turn everything on their head, on its head. I just want I want a good Star Trek. You want Star Trek? Yeah. So, I don't know. Does that pretty much wrap it up? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, I'll just run down real quick. Um, kid stuff coming out this fall uh, that I guess I'm looking forward to. Uh, DuckTales yep. the series. Covered that. Uh, they're doing a Big Hero 6, uh, which was a like great movie. movie. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that uh, with kids. Uh, and I know my daughter someday will thank me for throwing this out. She's really looking forward to My Little Pony, the movie. So... Uh, at some point this fall, I'm going to be like, well, just saw My Little Pony in the theater. Never thought I'd say that. Yeah, and I slipped my wrist. You know what, though? John Delancey's been in that. William Shatner's uh, guest starred or guest starring in that. They've, they've actually got... There are a lot worse things to watch on children's programming, honestly, than My Little Pony, I have to say. All right. As much as I never thought I'd say that. Uh, they make for... They even make some funny episodes from time to time. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode of 151. Please subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube's channel. YouTube's? YouTube's. YouTube channel. Uh, We'd ask that you rate us as well. That'd be awfully kind of you. And follow us, like us, and share us. Depending on how they rate us. Yeah, exactly. If you rate us bad, don't ever come back here. (laughs) Just stop watching. That's the easiest thing to do. If you want to say, hey, you're awesome, that's cool with me. Um, follow, like, and share us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr as well. We can't end without a shameless plug. Cue the music! All right, this is the part of the show where we shamelessly plug something, and I am going to take care of this today, and it, it's actually kind of a reverse sh- reverse shameless plug. I want to... Do tell. I want to tell you not to watch something. Oh, Lord. Let me set this up. So the other night, I'm... Uh, uh, sitting around i think it was for me recording this right now it would have been uh, maybe friday night or something uh but i'm flipping around netflix i've been watching a lot of uh deep space nine again i'm just i get on long series Mm -hmm. and and just kind of go in between them but anyways uh i see something new pop up on netflix and come to find out it's it's new to netflix but it's been around since i want to say 2013 but i want to tell you right now do not waste your time with extraordinary the Stan Romanek story. I've never heard of it. Okay, S- Stan Roman Romanek, I think that's how you say his name. Okay. It was a show about UFOs and UFO abductions. Okay. And this story about how this guy has this really long history with with uh, uh, UFOs and weird things happening and the, the government being around and abduction and I thought oh this is kind of interesting and I start watching it and I got it about 45 minutes into it I'm like this guy is such a fake and I, I did a little research on it and there's some people out there that have tried to debunk him um, there's uh, George Norrie who hosts uh, Coast to Coast AM mm-hmm. uh, a show about this kind of stuff ufology and ghosts and yeah. conspiracy you know that kind of thing uh, he had him take uh, a polygraph test which he failed but uh, they showed some of the videos that this guy captured, and <laughs> there's one. It's called the Boo Video, Stan Romanek Boo Video. You okay. can find it on YouTube, and it's it's him holding a camera, and it's night, and it's night vision, 
and it's on a window, and he's like, what's that? What? What's that? And from behind, or from the window, you see this, like, exactly what you think a, a gray alien should look like. Mm-hmm. Peek its head up. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it kind of stays there for a second, and then it goes back down, uh-huh. and then it comes back up, and it goes back down, and then there's another video, and I can't remember what it was called, but it's it's like a gray, and it comes around the corner of his patio, and it's looking in. Mm-hmm. And there, let me preface it by saying that some of the stuff he got is is actually kind of interesting. Look, for a little bit, you're like, wow, this is weird stuff this guy's getting, uh, especially uh, the orb lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like one flies over his house and the security camera catches it. it, okay. it it's very well done. Okay. If it's not real, it's it's a very okay. well done special effect. But anyways, but then you watch these videos of the these aliens coming around the corner, and it's it it literally looks like someone takes the takes the uh, like a dummy of an alien goes like this, nice. and just pushes it around the corner, and for a UFO show. It, it was just bad. I'm giving it a bad review. But, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, as a uh, counterpoint to that, uh-huh. uh, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. I want to say it's undisclosed, but I'm not sure that's correct. Um, there was a movie that was recently released um, that was that is fantastic. Um, and it's narrated by the guy uh, who was on uh, Breaking Bad, the... Um, uh, the the fried chicken guy, uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I I know who you're talking about. Um, and, and that's uh, that's a, a guy. Um, uh, it's and I, I think it's the Disclosure Project or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and they uh, it's it's the the guy who was trying to get a hold of uh, uh, John Podesta uh, okay. during that whole deal. Uh, with the emails, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were when they were trying to meet up and all that stuff, and and the guy actually, um, the, the guy actually actually knows his stuff. There's 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 quite a little bit of interesting information there. Mm-hmm. Uh, scientists and and uh, NASA and and they've actually got a couple of like uh, uh, people who are around Roswell who just straight up say that yes, we we recovered bodies and and here's where yeah. it is and and. Uh, you know, no, there's there's layers of government that's buried and, and, and dumped and that, you know, your elected officials know nothing about. They operate independently. There is yeah. no, you know, it's just line items on a budget somewhere. And well, in a lot of the it. a lot of the ufology stuff, uh, when they start talking about the government side of it, I'm trying to I'm having trouble with Google Chrome today for some reason. Um, basically, the president who you think would have the top level of no. uh, uh you know, clearance. clearance is not even close. No. Like there's 50 levels above yeah. him, or or something they're crazy. Not, they're like not going to. They're not going to tell a guy who's only going to be in and out of there for four years, yeah. and and you know maybe an elected crackpot. Yeah. So. No. Uh, so yeah, the Stan Romanek story. Uh, just pass on it okay. if you're into ufology and all that. It's produced kind of well and all this, and you see some of the stuff, but it's just. I was really disappointed, especially when they showed his videos. And, yeah. And someone, I read some one article that said uh, him or somebody associated, what, you know, to do the special effects for this would be like $90,000 or $50,000. And someone came back and said, I did, I remade that video for, with, for like 90 bucks. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I know. Kind of a goofy, shameless plug, but it is what it is. The reverse plug. The reverse plug. Don't watch it. So, all right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as I said, please uh, subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube channel. And uh, like, follow, and share us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. That's going to do it for us. Have a good one.